Dateline, 23rd of November, 2015. Well, g'day folks and welcome to the Australia Desk for this week's episode number 378. After yet another week's break, Grant G, we must be busy, or at least we're pretending to be busy. Well, we certainly do a good impression of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Grant, uh, let's have a look at some uh, people who have been busy this week. The Royal Australian Air Force and, in fact, the Australian Antarctic Division, they've been getting together and doing some really interesting work. They've actually flown a C-17 Globemaster III all the way down to the Wilkins Ice Runway down there in Antarctica. Great stuff. That's right, mate. The uh, Wilkins Ice Runway, it's a blue ice runway. Uh, there was a time in, a couple of years ago where they actually had to close the runway because they couldn't use it during the summer when it was actually too warm and the consistency of the ice wasn't solid enough to land any of the aircraft on. That's uh, usually used for the uh, Antarctic Division leasing of an A319, an Airbus from the uh, guys at Sky Traders. We've had them on the show a while back and uh, they do the run from Hobart land and come back and don't require any fuel so there's no Im- impact of uh, refueling services and all that on the ice and there yeah, this is the biggest aircraft that's gone into the Wilkins Ice Runway up on one of the plateaus and it was a uh, RAF C-17 pretty impressive. Now, of course, the uh, the payload of a C-17, we're told, is around about 70 metric tonnes. They actually restricted that down to about 12 tonnes in this in this case, Grant, and uh, I guess uh, this is very much, as they term it, a proof-of-concept flight. I wonder if they'll end up uh, carrying a bit more cargo in future flights. Yeah, they can get up to 20 tonnes of equipment and people, uh, but they, as you could imagine they need full tanks to be able to get all the way there and all the way back so uh, that does limit you on what you can carry but still 20 tons even just 12 tons that's still pretty impressive and uh, did allow them on this trip to uh, take down an ice crawler um, I believe they call them a snow cat it's a uh, dual cab unit that uh, allows the uh, allows them to go and uh, take people around on the ice pretty impressive piece of equipment and they also uh, practiced a medical emergency they had some of the RAF medical people on board to do a uh, rehearsal for just in case they had to evacuate a, a wounded or uh, ill person from the ice. Yeah, really interesting stuff. And, uh, you know, talk about media flights, Grant, there's one we need to get ourselves on. Oh, totally. I was uh, actually talking to one of our contacts while I was in Sydney last week about just that concept. Yes, well, well, yeah, push that one, mate, push that one. I reckon that'd be fantastic. You know, at certain times of the year, Qantas run quite a number of uh, chartered flights down where they fly down and over the uh, the Antarctic on a scenic flight and then fly back. But, uh, you know, uh, to actually get down there on a C-17 or really any aircraft and just, just to say you've, you've stepped foot on that continent, that'd be pretty awesome, I reckon. Uh, I totally agree with you, mate. And, uh, you know, if also on that same edition that we spoke to the Sky Traders pilot about flying the A319 down there, we also had an uh, interview with some of the group that put on those uh, those sightseeing flights and uh, even a chat with my sister about what it was like to uh, crew one of them. So, well, that's going yeah, back into the archives. a very long time ago. Many years ago, many years ago. Well, uh, somebody else that likes to do a lot of travelling these days is our new Prime Minister, Malcolm Turnbull Grant, and it seems that, uh, well, he's not really happy with the current executive fleet that uh, flies around uh, the VIPs in the uh, Royal Australian Air Force. And, uh, well, mate, is he looking for a new plane, perhaps an A330 on the shopping list? Well, I don't know if he's going to go as high as one of those. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, they, they, uh, RAAF runs a small fleet of Challenger 604 business jets, and that can carry up to nine passengers. So that's convenient for short hops, small entourage, things like that. But the uh, Prime Minister typically travels in one of the BBJs that we also have, Boeing BBJ, uh, painted in RAF colours. I think we've got about two or three of them. And that works a bit better when he's taking uh, a bit more of his entourage and maybe a couple of people from the press with him. But for the flights that he's been doing lately, he's had to jet around the world quite a bit for a number of these summits. They've had a number of back-to-back APEC summits, G20 summits, and uh, various 
other events that he's been needed to be at. And he's actually apparently chartered an A330 with a VIP section, as well as uh, lots of seats for press, members of the press and various other people to accompany him. So uh, there is some talk about whether one of the KC-30A tankers that we've got could actually be repurposed with either a modular interior that could swap or just a dedicated VIP area. Yeah, it's interesting, and of course, it's never popular. It's about as popular as uh, politicians voting themselves pay rises, which they seem to do with monotonous regularity over here, Grant. But uh, buying themselves <laughs> new jets, I guess, is uh, never going to be a popular move either. But we do need them, and I guess if you put it in context, Grant, when they got the BBJs, they actually replaced some very, very old Boeing 707s. So I guess they don't do it very often, and uh, when you're going around flying the flag for, for your nation, I guess uh, you've got to do that. I mean, crikey, Grant, even the Kiwis have got a 757. That's a pretty impressive-looking machine. Especially the way they throw it around the sky. Oh, yeah, yeah they do a great job of that. <laughs> yeah, the Challengers replaced a Falcon Trijet. They had a few Falcon Trijets, and uh, but they they were range limited and payload limited. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, indications are that international travel for, for heads of state is a lot more common these days, and uh, a lot more pressing the flesh required back to back trips. So you do need something with legs, something that's got a bit of range, and the ability to carry uh, quite a bit of an entourage and members of the press and various groups like that. So an, a, an A330 would work pretty well. We've got a number of them in the KC30A role, so it wouldn't take too much extra to uh, deck one out for him. But, you know, mate, I don't think he's going to be able to buy what, a couple of the other aircraft that are up on the market because an MD-80 probably wouldn't cut it. And a Citation X, that's just a bit small, although it is fast. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that, Grant, because uh, a rather flamboyant, I suppose, or annoying, depending on your point of view, politician in this country by the name of uh, Clive Palmer is... Uh, not doing so well these days. Uh, mining magnate made a lot of money there and uh, has been in politics uh, for the last couple of years. But uh, yeah, Grant, those aircraft you mentioned uh, are owned by companies of his apparently and uh, apparently not doing so well. He's trying to get rid of them. Well, uh, yeah. well, I don't think he's going to find too many buyers for MD-80s these days, but maybe somebody will uh, stump up $7.35 million for a uh, nicely decked out Cessna Citation. Well, it is a Citation X, which is quite a fast aircraft. And uh, yeah, look, not surprising that they're uh, up for sale, mate, because the uh, mining boom has definitely gone over the last year or so. We've been talking about the mining boom coming off the boil, that uh, things are starting to settle down. Well, they're actually tipping over and it's not really just settling down and coming off the peak. They're, they're on the back of the wave now and heading into a trough and Mr. Mining Magnate Clive Palmer needs to, you know, offload a few assets and a couple of them are aircraft. Mm, well, well, good luck to him there. I tell you what, Grant, uh, if he just drops that price by about mm, more than $7.3 million, well, maybe I could even think about buying it, but not, oh, there you go, mate. Much there you go. You could huh? almost afford to run it for about half an hour too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't even <laughs> afford to run a Cessna 172 these days, mate. Well, there is always that, but... Uh, I'm building a mate, house, you know. Well, speaking of houses and aircraft and things like that, your favourite airline have uh, got a different aircraft, haven't they? Yeah, it's interesting, Grant. Uh, the uh, the great uh, great friends at uh, a lot of the uh, spotters groups here in Melbourne uh, went wild uh, just yesterday as we record this at the arrival of uh, a new or newish. Tiger Air Boeing 737. You may remember uh, several episodes back we were talking about uh, Tiger Airways who are owned by uh, Virgin Australia these days. Um, Virgin actually is uh, putting a few of their 737s across into the Tiger Airways fleet uh, in an interesting uh, move where they'll be crewed or flown by uh, Virgin Australia pilots but crewed uh, in the cabin by uh, Tiger Airways uh, flight attendants. So that's a really interesting thing. Now, it, I, I must say, it, VH Victor Uniform Bravo, Grant, I'm sure we've flown on that aircraft more than a few times 
ourselves. I'm pretty uh, sure we have, right? It, it does. It does look quite spiffy. I, I was, I suppose, in the Tiger Air colours, but uh, of course, um, Tiger Air operate A320s primarily, so it's a little <laughs> bit uh, strange to look at. But uh, I tell you what, Grant, um, I'm still not flying them. I don't care what you say. <laughs> well, they uh, are modifying the uh, 737 interior to a one class. 180 seat layout so uh yeah reasonably squeezy in there but uh yeah it's gonna as you said it's gonna be operated by virgin it's painted in tiger colors and it's going to be doing adelaide barley melbourne barley and perth barley there's going to be three of them and that will allow them to run those routes the word is though that uh, virgin might are looking at putting some of their a330s onto the uh, fiji run um and various points like that i believe also thailand because uh, they're getting quite a bit of business there. Well, they are, Grant. In fact, do you reckon they could do that by this coming Saturday? Because uh, as luck would have it, I'll be flying with Virgin to Fiji on that day. Yeah, I don't like your chances, mate. The no. uh, Magic 8 ball says, nah. No, what a shame. So we'll be crammed into a 737 for the five-hour flight. I suppose I can put up with that. That's oh, a lovely thing. I've, I've been in the 737 for the five-hour flight. It was great. Up front, lots of room, nice recline, lovely service. Yes, well, you know, my, my, my Dutch uh, genetics don't allow me to uh, fly in the... Uh, the expensive area, so we'll be flying economy class, Grant. Oh, we don't fly that often, so we thought we'd splurge. What are you talking about, mate? You've been flying more than most Qantas pilots I know lately. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, I uh, took one of our friends up, friend of the show who happens to be an A380 pilot, took him up for a balloon flight. I was just in Canberra the other day, and off we went. It was great fun. Oh, there you go. More more altitude for you, Grant. Well, that's everything we have for you on this week's Australia Desk. Grant, uh, we might try and maybe, uh, hopefully, the hotel where we're staying, it's got some nice Wi-Fi. Maybe we could do a remote report from Fiji next week. Okay. That could be fun. Uh, I mean, you know, we could almost maybe try and do a live one and let Max do the editing. Hey, don't say that too loud, mate. He he won't even let us on air if that happens. Yeah, well, there is that point. All right. Until next week, possibly. I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers, folks.